Right. It's like amazing. Like every time I meet an Ada and they tell me something, I'm like, this is incredible. I know. That's why I wanted to start the podcast because I, first of all, I'm interested in audio and media in general. And I started a podcast in 2020 by myself. And I was like, uh, you know, you can only talk so much if you're by on your own. And then when I knew about the space and everything, I was like, I really want to use the space and interview all those Adas. So, yeah, I was like, what is better than interviewing Adas with their amazing stories? And each interview is so unique, even though I base it around similar questions. But everybody's story is so unique that it just always turns out differently. Are you going to continue to do this? I hope so, because I have fun doing it. I just have, and that's why I haven't interviewed anyone. I just have such a stress to find a job. Because as an international student, you have to find a job within a certain time limit. Otherwise, you have to leave the country. Yeah. So that had to be my priority, and it still is. Um, but I have so much joy doing it. Like, if I don't have anything else to do, I'm thinking, like, oh, what do I do for fun? It's like interviewing people filming creating content and i don't know it's just that's why i probably will do continue doing it and that's why i got a new laptop so i can edit at right. home and i don't have to rely on this here because there are i have a microphone at home i can it's right. not as good as this but it's right. really good too we should make this an ada tradition like, i i agree and like keep everybody's story you know in a archive I agree. We had so what I was told when I started during the pandemic was that there were Ada monologues, and that was a moment where Adas could share. I don't know a piece of what I. When I think monologues, I think fictional, but I think a lot of Adas use this to share something personal. So I think the podcast is a great way to continue this tradition, even in times where you d can't be together. And it hasn't happened in the last two years, so I w never was a part of it. And also, like, now, I mean, podcasts are so big. Like, I love listening to people's stories. Like, there's so many podcasts. Like, I just want to hear people's stories because they're so interesting and engaging. And so, yeah, it's sort of a more modern archive in a way to, like, get this documented. Because the monologues, I don't think, are, like, filmed or recorded, are they? I don't know. I, I have never been and never seen anything. I also think with interviews and archives and monologues, maybe there's a talk back afterwards, but it's so personal. In an interview space, I have the opportunity to ask right away, and the person has a lot of power to either say something or don't, because, you know, that's just how you just go with the flow. So you have like in participation in the archive and I think often when I think about archive it's something that's already done and the person doesn't really have a say in it mm -hmm. they should hire me just to do this I'm, I'm, that would I, be I fucking mean, amazing yeah. <laughs> I was like you should just start a Smith podcast yeah because everybody has great stories traditional students too and oh, you know absolutely especially international students I'm super interested in people from other continents and like yeah I, I heard all these stories from the um, at the Conway Center Last night, these women from Africa were pitching um, for their ideas. Mm -hmm. One of them was my roommate. Yeah. yeah. Aminatu. Yeah yeah. 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 She was like, it looked fabulous and she was amazing. Like, it was just incredible and it was so inspiring and they were so poised and smart and driven and it's so inspiring. And I was like, wow, I just, 
it's and they're here like making it here from there is so hard and it's mm -hmm. you know because they don't have the infrastructure for education for women you know and it's like the journey it takes to get through school in Africa to a college you know across the ocean into you know what I mean like it's a hundred percent yeah my roommate like told me her story I still have to interview her I didn't even interview yet but she told me the story of how she came from Ghana and it's such a such a incredible story and it's obviously very different than Punam's but again also they are like the story of coming from a country where education is not top priority to coming to a setting like Smith where people are so like invested and focused on their education because they know it's so important mm -hmm. especially in this country to survive um it's just yeah it's so interesting i also think that listening to podcasts what i noticed because i listen to different ones where i hear different people who are in all kinds of industries is just such a great form of learning empathy and like listening to somebody's story it's such a human form to tell stories and to be empathetic to somebody else because you were like oh i went through something similar like this or i can relate to that kind of right. emotion so I think that's what really I agree. Yeah. drove me to this. I like that you talked about the empathy about that because I think that's like a lot of people who are close-minded or they're just not exposed. Therefore, they don't have, you know, the empathy. Like why there's so much like pushback against immigration because they don't actually understand the people's stories or have the empathy to understand what their journey was like and why they're coming from where they're coming from. I yeah. mean, colonialism and all those other things, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean? No, of course, because it's easy to shut down something that you don't know about or shut down a person you don't know nothing about. But the moment somebody shares their story and you have to feel empathy because it's just, it's human at the end of the day, you are forced to relate. And then a lot of people are not willing to do that. And they don't have to if they don't aren't like exposed to it. Exactly. Yeah, but what a great introduction to come to you. <laughs> um, so I usually start by saying, welcome. Thank you for taking the time and yeah. being here. And I'm glad all the cancellations have like, oh, I, I know. know, it's just been. It's, I felt so bad. It's okay. I, I did the same thing. Like I was like, actually, it was really, I was like, okay, I was like, this is good. I just, I wasn't in the mind space. I had to focus on something else. But now we're here. I'm so, so happy we are here because yeah. it's almost the end of the semester. It's a stressful time, so it's even cooler that you took the time to come here. But because we haven't really met no. outside that much, I would like you to introduce yourself and tell me something you would tell anyone you would meet. Do you want me to say my name? Anything. Yeah. If that's something you would tell a person, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well okay, let's see. I, I'm 52. Mm -hmm. I grew up in California. I moved to Seattle when I was 26 and I lived there for a few years and I did some odd jobs and whatnot and I decided that I needed to find a career and they had a program at the community college there it was a separate campus and it was like a trait learning to do carpentry or um, cabinet making or wood boat building so it was a whole separate campus where you could learn these trades and so it was like a two-year technical program. 
So I went there and I learned to do cabinet making, which is like furniture, custom cabinetry. Cool. And I did that for two years um, at the school and I graduated and then I went and worked for cabinet shops. And then I eventually moved to the East Coast. I'm making a very long story short. <laughs> and I came out here and I moved to Western Mass permanently in like 2005 and in 2006 I started my own woodworking business and so I had been doing that from 2006 up until 2000 or 2020 mm -hmm. so 14 15 years wow that's so amazing I never met somebody who is doing woodwork what is something that you enjoy doing it one of the reasons I wanted to learned something like that because it was like I wanted to make something with my hands and tangible like I could see it I knew it was always going to be challenging and I was always going to be learning something I took to it really well it's a very fastidious and unforgiving kind of <laughs> like what is a living breathing thing so you have to like approach a piece of furniture and understand how wood moves and works or the um, movement of the wood can ruin your whole furniture piece. I'm not explaining this too well, but if you think about like in the summer, it gets humid, the wood will soak in that moisture and expand. Mm -hmm. And you know how it gets hot in the winter, the wood will like shrink because the moisture is all getting taken out. So you have to, when you use like joinery or, or putting things together, you have to think of the expansion and contraction of wood. So there's like, People think, oh, you're just making furniture, but there's so much like learning to figuring out how to make something because someone's paying you for it and you also have to make it last forever in yeah. a way. So the kind of furniture I made was like, you know, heirloom furniture. This will be passed down for generations. Um, That's amazing. I was thinking while you were saying this how much work it is to make furniture and how used we are to getting furniture really cheaply and fast because i grew up on ikea like my room now is all ikea exactly but it's nice that you did this with so much intention and putting so much intention in your pieces right like i would like plan out what you know what i would talk to the client what kind of wood do they want you know, someone would come to me when they have a certain space and they can't find anything to put in there or the kind of wood or the exact sort of thing. And so they would um, ask me to make something to fit in that space. And so I would meet with them and ask them what kind of wood they wanted and then figure things out like that way, take measurements and then make drawings, meet again with the client, go over everything. You know, so I did this all myself. Like I would meet with the client, make, you know, do the measurements make the drawings, make the samples, you know, do a mock-up sometimes, build it, you know, deliver it or install it, finish it, paint it, everything. Wow, that's amazing. That's so creative, too. What are you studying now <laughs> and what made you come back to such a setting? Right. So doing all of it, like, you know, also the accounting, I would go and buy the wood. I did everything. Like, if you can imagine, like, a raw piece of wood, like, I go to the lumberyard, take that raw piece of wood. I did everything to make it, like, square, flat, the right dimension, put it all together, like, everything. And then all the, you know, finishing, delivering, like, doing that all by yourself, it's for a long time. 
it's the hustle that you have to do to keep your business alive it's a lot and it's like you know people I think it's amazing to have your own business but it's like there's nobody but you and you can't call in sick if you want to get paid you got to get that done like there's any kind of no days off like I never took holidays like it was just like yeah the hustle and there's probably a different fear to to take days off because then you wonder what happens with the business and everything right. I think it's such a trend now I see it a lot that people are pushing so much for oh you should have your own business it's like it's kind of trendy at the moment I think and I'm like I think a lot of people don't realize what that means my dad works for himself also so I see the kind of like pressure there is so I I totally understand when you decided to come back to school what was your major in mind that you wanted yeah. to do did you have anything in mind or did were you just like I need to figure something else out well so part of the what happened was is I I had to get a hip replacement mm -hmm. so being doing physical work wore down my hip so it was like you know if you can imagine there's a cushion between your hip bone and you know there's a I forget what it's called but there's a cushion there so but I lost that cushion and so it was just bone on bone and yeah. it was like incredibly painful and so I got a hip replacement and I was like I just I can't do this physicality anymore like it's not just like sitting and doing something it's a lot of really intense physical labor and I was like I just was done you know I was like I knew that I I reached a point where I wasn't e even being creative anymore. It was just like yeah, doing the same thing kind of, which was fine and I really enjoyed doing it, but after the hip replacement I was like I have to do something. So I decided that I actually there was a professor here that told me about the Ada Comstock program. I never really even heard about it and I lived here for many years, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. It's like but then when I tell people it's like, "Oh, I was a Francis Perkins or I was an Ada." I was like why doesn't anybody more people know about it that's so interesting that's not really good marketing I know just, just putting that out there right <laughs> but then when you start talking to people they're like oh my friend did and it's like so anyway I found out about this program and I was like that's going to be kind of my goal to get into Smith or you know Mount Holyoke and I mean there's other colleges around I can work it out so I went back to the community college and I pretty much had to start from zero I had some transfer credits from a long long time ago but I you know I started at basic math just to get my credit amount to transfer at first I thought I was going to do engineering and then my last semester at community college was physics and calculus and I was like if I have to do this every day I'm going to be a very I'm not nobody wants to be around me so I was like I really I'm glad that I learned it and I think it was useful but it was like at 52 or doing physics like it was a lot it was I mean Ev, that's so funny you say that <laughs> because at any time in my life doing physics nobody would want to be around me either <laughs> math <laughs> right it's so. like it's crazy it takes so much concentration and thought and you have to like be fully focused yeah and it's a specific part of your brain too I have so much respect for you going back you said you were 52 years old and i well, want to know a little bit about how that was for you was that an easy decision to go back to school and knowing that you would be a lot of times 
the oldest person in the room or you know I think that's just such an aspect that I have so much respect for that I want to just like talk about that a little bit yeah well I went back I started at 50 I mean I've always just kind of been the person to just be like I'm just gonna do it and I I didn't think too much about what the experience was going to be as an older person because mm-hmm. I don't know if you have this because sometimes in my mind I don't think of myself as an older person. No. And then I have to sure. be like, you're old. Like, <laughs> no. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, no, I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm old enough to be these young people's parents, you know. So, yeah, I mean, and also I didn't realize like how well my mind was going to take to it. Yeah. And especially doing like really complicated math you know calculate getting up to calculus and stuff like that like I actually took to it really well and I really enjoyed learning all the math along the way and um, I mean so in the community college most of it was online so it was kind of like I didn't feel like the oldest person in the room because also community college like there are there were people that were older than me yeah sometimes in some of the classes so coming here it's been a huge there's been a lot of things happening in my head about it. I just want to point out, I'm just mentioning your age and saying this because I have so much respect for it because I think there's this idea, especially I had this idea as a younger person when I came out of high school, I have to now make a decision to do a job that I'm going to do forever. So I have so much respect I always had for people who do something and then acknowledge this is not for me anymore like you have with your with your wood business because I think a lot of times people are afraid to take that step especially at a certain age because they think they should be somewhere else and that's why I love it even more that you were like no I'm just gonna do it this is I think that's really inspiring because I'm turning 30 in two years and just the idea of 30 I think is such a there's such a stigma around turning 30 and like what you should have done or what you should be doing or how much money you should have blah 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 all these kind of things right Right. with those certain numbers so for you to say you know what let me just start at a community college and my goal is to go to Smith with the ADA program I think is really really cool yeah I I have a hard time sometimes like taking in things like I just kind of like I'm more of a doer and I don't stop and think and now this has actually made me stop and think more I want to just jump back to the engineering thing like I so I I didn't want to do engineering after that Mm -hmm. so I wanted to do something environmental science so I I'm, I'm majoring in geo uh environmental geoscience with a a focus on creative writing so I want to do like science writing, maybe Yeah. nature writing. I'm taking a creative writing class and then I'm going to take a science, a creative nonfiction science class next semester. So do science communication. That's so cool. I didn't even know that exists. I know. I didn't either. And then, yeah, I think, I think I'm the oldest Ada now. At the moment? I think so. Yeah. Dory was very excited that I came in because she's like, <laughs> now I'm not the oldest. That's so cool. I think the oldest Ada ever in the program was in her 80s yeah that's so cool that's so fascinating so tell me a little bit about or tell all of us a little bit about um the transition from your community college to smith and coming to campus right finally and being here in the classes and just your overall experience not just the classes but right 
I mean, I didn't realize like one thing I I've had like I didn't realize like how important it was going to be to have these intergenerational connections with younger students. Like I don't really know many people in their 20s and um, having this experience and being exposed to it, I feel like I'm I'm like let in on a kind of secret, not in a way, but I'm let into this like you know, um, thing that normally people wouldn't be let into. And I think one of the things that I really have been thinking about a lot is it's not the, um, imposter thing. It's just like, I, and I never thought this before, but just like, do I really, what do you think you're doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's like, what do you, what do you do it? Like you're fi like in this classroom and I, it, it feels like, like, a just kind of like, not an imposter, but this like person that's like, like hot tub time machine. Like you're an old person going back in time, like to college. You know what I mean? Like this, like weird time warping thing. Like I'm doing all these like cool events with traditional students, and I'm like in these group projects with them, and like I'm like, what are they thinking about? You know what I mean? Like I'm like their parent. Do you know what I mean? Like, do is, you get that? I mean, you have that thought. Right. Do they also? do anything that makes you think that no. and have you ever asked them i haven't asked them yet it's all in my head yeah but i'm starting <laughs> to get like i feel like actually this week it's like kind of like i've been let in like i felt like i was sort of like there was something but now i feel more comfortable mm -hmm. and i think it was just like an adjustment like it's an adjustment <laughs> you no. go from yeah. working by yourself in a completely different thing and you go back to academia and you're in these classes with really smart really competent like really interesting like cool people who are from a whole different generation I mean there my creative writing class is like everybody in my class is so amazing and I feel like so connected to them and we have you know so much bonding that has gone on because they've told their nonfiction stories and I feel like everybody has been vulnerable and like I feel like I finally like been let in and people are now seeing me and saying hi and I'm like putting myself out there which I've never done mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm answering your question no I mean I think there is no <laughs> there is no answer that I'm looking for so everything you're saying is great I'm I'm thinking about this transition of like being on campus and then suddenly feeling like oh nice there are people saying hi to me because I had the same experience because you know some I knew some Ada's, but the moment that I knew some traditional students, I also felt more included. And I think for a lot of those traditional students, it's so great to hear those stories. And it's so important to share those stories from the Ada's because, again, there's so much room to relate or to understand what made this person decide to come back to school because... I mean, it makes so much sense. I right. Think it's right. And my professor today said something really nice. She's like, it's been so great having you in the room because you've been a different voice. When I like talk to them about their writing, I look at them when they're talking to me and she's like, you're teaching them things that they don't know to do, which is like, oh, I mean, and then I was like, wow, this is maybe I'm, I've been starting to think that like maybe my role here is to like help them understand some things that they may not it's like a giving and taking like you're an asset just as much as they are right and 
things that we can learn from them being whatever age they can learn something in return right and i that class like everybody having vulnerability has like built trust and so now like i see every it's, it's just been it's been a really like really amazing experience yeah that's why i love being a theater major and take i've taken a lot of creative classes because that part is so important to those classes is vulnerability the writing you share so much from yourself where it's much easier to connect so i'm glad you have that experience and you're sharing two cool interests of the writing and then the science part also that's pretty that's pretty cool well i have to say like my girlfriend's like you cannot be a, a woman's gender uh, uh, what is it swag like, woman and gender studies yeah she's like there's no money there she's like you did not do that you have to do something like oh really because <laughs> <laughs> i was like all oh, these classes look great she's like it's just a joke no of course between us she's like you know i'm not I, that i mean that is part of why i came back because i still have like at least 20 years of work yeah you know i have to like think about what what can i do to also it sort of long woodworking like what it, what what do i want to do that's going to like be interesting and also kind of evolving something along those lines. Yeah. And not as physical. Correct. What is something, because it's only been your first semester, that you're still looking forward to doing on campus? All right. That's usually my last question, but I'm interested right now. Right. Because not you... to d diss um, women and gender studies. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just adding that. Every major has that little little joke, you know? What am I looking forward to? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, all my class, I've kind of mapped out where I'm going to go. I mean, I'm looking forward to these geology classes. I'm looking forward to, there's a, there's something called the ArcGIS system. Do you know that? No. Mm -mm. It's a geographical it in, in, information system. So it's this mapping program, a way to, th there's this whole database of all this information. And so I did a project in one of my classes about like talking about, you can find out, you know, what minority population lives in this, what percent of like heat affects that. And then like the number of trees in there or pollution, or there's layers, you know, digitally on this map that you can see. And then you can actually go and collect your own information and create your own map. And I did a workshop with that. There's a whole um, spatial analysis lab. Do you know about that? No, never heard of it. Where is it? <laughs> I, it's the coolest thing. It's over in Sabin Reed. There's a whole lab, like a, all the computers have this amazing software on it. It's because it's an intense database and like not a lot of computers can handle all that mm -hmm. data. I don't think I've ever been in that building either. It's incredibly useful in so many applications like you can use it as an economist or if you're giving a presentation as like any of any of the things that are being taught in this it's a useful application and if you work for some sort of like company doing any kind of social justice or environmental justice yeah you can collect all these data have these maps and show what's happening in these places or so what we did as the data collection was is we went around campus there's a um, satellite on this stick and it connects to the satellite on top of one of the buildings here at Smith and it can precisely map your location within like a couple centimeters 
And so you could create a map like we were going to go around and and make a map of all of the significant things that have happened in the African-American history of the campus. So like this happened in this spot. So if you wanted to look oh. up this map, like, oh, these are the places around campus that these things have happened. Did you put also signs up on campus? For I that? didn't do that thing. But did other people do that? Yeah. Because I think I saw one of those signs and I wasn't really sure what that is. I don't think that was related to this. Okay. But this is like if you were working for a company and you wanted to create just any kind of data, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's incredible. And I was just like, my mind was blown by this. And so I definitely want to like do like, there's a class that teaches it. There's an interterm. I think if you're interested in like, I mean, it's just a really, I, I, and I keep talking to people and they keep saying like, it's a really good skill to have Yeah. for jobs and whatnot, but it's something very interesting. It's so unique too. It's so funny. I really tried during my time here to do so many different things and learn from so many different aspects of this campus, but there's still so much more. Like I never heard about this program right. and I've never been in that building. So it's fascinating how many things they are that Smith offers actually and how little time we have to like take advantage of all of these because we're only here for like two years. Yeah. So I think it's actually really good that you started your journey not on zoom but like right on campus and you had the first semester where you were already able to like i'm so grateful yeah I, like i mean i'm glad that zoom happened because i was able to do what i was but yeah i'm glad it's also over like it's good for what it is and if it needs i, I hope it never happens again <laughs> but you know if like the like i had a cup a class a couple times where the professor couldn't make it in and we had a zoom which was like great you know that kind of thing is great but yeah having i don't know if people realize how much harder it is to learn on zoom you don't have people that you can reach out to classmates you can ask you know or meet with like it was it was so hard to do it, yeah it was all on your own and it was so isolating and difficult because you did the two years on zoom during your community college time, right? Yeah. And then you transfer right over right. here. Well, the last two classes, I, I, I did like a chemistry lab and then the physics I did in person, but there was still Zoom stuff. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the mapping and um, also just more writing classes because I really want to be a proficient writer and I, I really enjoy it and I think it's an important skill. I just have to say, if you're taking creative writing classes, my favorite class so far, I've taken it three times. This semester, not for credit because we can't take it three times, is with Len Berkman. He is... He's my advisor. Oh, really? My, well, my liberal arts advisor. He's my favorite person ever. And so he, the theater writing class? Yes, but he lets you write for anything you want. It doesn't have to be for a stage. It could be for anything so you have total freedom but he also gives you guidelines if you want them but you don't need to use them he's such a treasure yeah. i love him and i just highly recommend highly recommend his work but i'm so glad you already know him i pitch him to everyone i'm like len please please take a class with len i'm interested when you were in high school did you ever think about going to college oh yeah yeah no i i went to college right after high school to another community college was that the where you learned the wood no, part? That no, that came later, I, right? 
I've been to four community colleges in my life, so. <laughs> what was it? Also, community college where you learned the woodwork. Correct. Okay. Right. So the one that I went to right after high school was just one that was nearby, and I just at that point in my life I wasn't ready. There was just too many things going on, and I tried again a couple years later, and then it was just dealing with the bureaucracy, and I just didn't have my life together, mm -hmm. and I couldn't like deal with all the things that they needed me to do to tr like my goal was to go to a community college and transfer to a four-year that was always what I, my plan was mm -hmm. and then it just I just couldn't for one reason or another I mean there's a lot of reasons but it's a lot of backstory but it just didn't and so when I found this program at Seattle it was more of like it was affiliated with the community college but it was more of a tech school yeah aspect of it that's cool I think that's also a good reminder that you can go to four or three different community colleges and each time you didn't make it to your end goal but on the fourth try it actually worked out and it's just timing yeah. and circumstances in that moment i mean community colleges are probably the most underrated um greatest thing about this country because anybody can go at any time and you can if you just want to take one class you know and learn one thing and it's accessible for everybody and it's affordable and it's just you know it's such a great thing that we have in this country for I've just learned so much from them and I really appreciate the people that teach them at them too because it's uh, people kind of like look down on them a little bit I feel like maybe yeah I learned that when I when I started at a community college we in Germany we don't have community colleges and when I first started here I didn't know about the stigma so I learned it while I was there and I don't understand it at all it makes no sense to me I'm I just told a friend who thinks about going to college I'm like why would you start at a four-year college right. it makes no sense why don't you do those two years at a community college and then transfer it right you would save yourself a lot of money tens of thousands of dollars yeah and I think I learned a lot of important life lessons being at a community college in Queens. Um, yeah. A lot of things that I could have not learned anywhere else. And it was so important for me to learn them. So I'm I'm a big fan of community college. I know what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I yeah. mean, I will like cheer them on forever because they've they changed my life in so many ways. And they're so important. And it's it's like the classes. I mean, this is my first semester, but the classes there were are like harder in a different way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think they're more rigorous and like. I think the difference also is that a lot of people who go to community college also work, and they have a lot of other stuff going on. In a place like Smith, the most important thing is school, so you can put all your focus and energy towards it. Yeah. In a community college, I didn't have that feeling. Maybe no. some people do that, but there was such a hustle um, yeah. and people were like all over the place because they had to deal with 50 million things at once and here people just don't have to do that it's like the privilege of this place where you can just focus and like really dig deeper into knowledge I think community college comes with other challenges yeah I agree I agree yeah I, I mean maybe that's it that it's like it's easier here yeah and not so much academic just being able to focus yeah yeah I, that's a really good point yeah I think that was definitely 
my experience. Yeah. So yeah, I've been to four different ones throughout my life. And I just went, I came from Holyoke Community College, which I thought was really, I had a, there's actually an advisor there. Her name is Irma Medina. And so she is the transfer advisor. And she got six of us here this year. I heard about her, actually. She is a badass. And she is amazing. And she gets so many people through the community colleges into great colleges. I mean, that's just here. Like, there were people to UMass and Princeton and, you know, all over. Like, she's just, like, this powerhouse. What do you think is one characteristic that makes her so special where you think she pushes you to do something that then eventually gets you into a four-year school? She cares. Mm -hmm. Like, and she's on your side. And she's behind you. And you can trust her. You know? I mean, it's hard to find people who give a shit. Yeah. And support you all the way right. through it when it right. gets hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, some people are just like... You know, we'll help you, but she's, her heart is in it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, Every 100%. single person and genuinely. And she's there for you whenever you need her. That's amazing. Yeah, she's really, really. Am- I think I ran into a fan club of hers at when we were at the president's house. The Ada's had a little meeting, soiree at the president's house. And I ran into a group of people who were like, we're the fan club of Irma. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Who's, who's she? Yeah. And they were telling me. I only went to Mount Holyoke Community College with Adriana, and we watched some plays over there. Uh-huh. And they, they put on a really cool play, I think, last semester. So I've seen it from the outside. But I didn't know that six people were actually coming from there over here. Yeah, so there's also Stacy. There's a couple other people who mm-hmm. have, like, gone through her and it who are Ada's who have been here for a while. But she always brings gets Ada's in here. So do you so you must live pretty close to campus, right? I live in Holyoke. It's about fifteen minutes. Oh cool. So yeah. That's an easy commute. Yeah, it's super easy. I take a right turn and then a left turn and then a <laughs> people can follow you back home. Left yeah, right backwards. <laughs> I mean and that was like also part of it too. It's like I can do this. You know what I mean? Like these system like I have to say like when I first went back to when I went to college the first time, I, I had no support. You know what I mean? Like, my family was, like, dysfunctional. It was kind of a mess. It was a, it was just a messy time. Like, I didn't have family support, and I was kind of on my own. And I, I didn't have it as much here, but I felt like having Irma, like, that support. And, like, here's what you do. You have to do this. You have to take that. This is how you get there. And this is how you... I mean, the application you know, was really, really hard. And it was really stressful. And this is like, this is your shot. Like, Mm -hmm. don't fuck it up. (laughs) You know, I mean, because this is an opportunity. Like, it's it's like winning the lottery. You know what I mean? Like, this is a life-changing opportunity. And Smith is supporting you. It's giving you the chance to be in this amazing place. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not all like wine and roses. We know that. But <laughs> yes, definitely. You know, but it does. I come here in the podcast studio a lot and people 
emphasize that a lot when I go and talk to people outside there's a lot more complaining happening when they actually sit down here they're way more grateful and I'm the same way because right. you can always find something right it doesn't work the way it's supposed to but at the end of the day the program really gives the opportunity to a lot of people to start over especially in the ADA program or start something new that they might have thought wasn't possible right, right. they give you housing if you need it they pay for your expenses and they pay, they're paying for your school yeah which is incredible very so, grateful now that i'm right finishing up to um right. i see it very differently too and i mean it, the school has a lot of clout you know and it does like in academia you know you tell people you come to the school like it, you get respect for it because it's you know it's earned it similarly to the community college experience that i had w around the stigma that I didn't know existed. I also didn't know the cloud about Smith existed either. I just remember um, when I got accepted and I got some funding from Smith, I wore like a Smith hat and my roommate in Brooklyn, she was like, oh, you're going to Smith now? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, cool. You know, that's the most lesbian town in the country. <laughs> and I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't know. That's so fun. Um, and that was the first fact that I knew about Smith. And then the academia part came later. I was like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know it. <laughs> it's true. It is the most lesbian town. So fun. I love that I had that experience. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, you, you know, or people never heard of it, but, you know. So is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you would still like to talk about? Because we're coming to an end. And I feel like sometimes people have something on their heart that they're like oh I should have mentioned this and we didn't get to talk about I'm a slow it. processor and I know that like two days from now I will totally like think of more things and wish that like if you want to continue <laughs> another time but um, I guess if like, I'm gonna like give a message or anything like it's like you n it's never too late to do anything you know you think you're too old and you think that it's you're not gonna be accepted or embraced I found the opposite you know and it's um, it's scary to start over you know like what you were saying before like to have this whole thing planned out and then I mean that's the thing is like life will change and you have to kind of change with it and be open you know and that's I think one of my gifts is that I have have I've had this openness and I've never really ha so funny I wrote this nonfiction essay and I was in the in the conclusion I was saying I never had a path I didn't have like a linear way I didn't have um, a plan I didn't like my whole life has been kind of I've just winged it yeah <laughs> and it's like I've just made it work you know and, and done what I've wanted to do I mean a I'm, I don't have children and I've just been able to kind of like move wherever I wanted to be but I don't know if I'm getting any message across here but um I think you definitely do yeah I mean it's never too late you're never too old and if it seems like a place where you won't fit in you'd be surprised yeah and I think what is beautiful about that too the zigzag of the life and you know you're not going down this path that a lot of people hope to go down like it should be this way it, life would be so boring if you don't go left and right 
you're never gonna see other things and i think in the challenges is also I, it sounds so corny because it's like oh yeah that's what people say but it's actually the truth right. i i would have never imagined coming to smith or going to an all-women's college i remember like when i was 17 or 16 i had a friend who went to an all-women's high school and i was like oh boring <laughs> like right. that's right. not me and now i'm sitting here and i'm like definitely see the advantages and like the benefits of it and there were so many things that didn't work out for me to end up here. And I think it teaches you when things go zigzag to find opportunity in the things that don't work out. Right. That's right. the message that like I'm getting from this, what you're saying. This isn't like a closed door. It's yeah. opening that door. Like yeah. you have to like, okay, that door is closed now. I got to go to get this. You know what I mean? Don't stop. Like don't give up. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be something. Don't be afraid <laughs> to take chances and change. And that's a hard thing for people. I agree. It's, I mean, I've said it multiple times throughout the recording, but I'm really inspired by your t decision to come back and to be like, you know, I'm just doing this. I'm throwing myself in cold water and it is what it is. I don't want to have this physical labor anymore. So I'm going to start it. And you find motivation to do that. I think not being stuck in a situation that you don't want to be in can be very hard but to like not give a fuck about like age or societal expectations is so cool oh my god i've said this like five times i know but it's, i actually it, mean it it takes a lot of work to do that because it, i mean you know there is so much on people to like have a certain thing by a certain age and have these like yeah i i didn't follow the rules but i don't think that everybody needs to no i agree like the rules are kind of like who are they for like yeah. make your own rules and for some people maybe they're like a guidance but it's not a problem if you step out of them right i think right that's definitely a thing that i take away from that too and i think one thing that i just thought of this that i didn't realize like how emotionally like invested i would be in the students and this place the longer that i've been here you know what I mean? Like, I care about everybody. And I'm just having all these. Today has been very emotional. I'm just having all these feelings. Like, it's been really cool. Did you feel like when you started as a new Ada that you had immediately found a great community with the Adas? Or how was that part? Because we only talked about, like, the traditional yeah. students. But I know coming into how it was for me coming into the Ada community. So I'm wondering how that was for you. Right. Well, I met the, some of the ones that we all met from HCC beforehand. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, I knew some of them. But yeah, I've act, the ones that I befriended, like Marianne, and I didn't know. So uh, having that orientation that Paige set up for was great because I got to meet, you know, the, it's really important. Like, I think at first, because it was so terrifying, like having knowing that there are people here that are going through the exact same terrifying shit as I am, <laughs> you know what I mean? And just be like, how are you doing? You know? And they're like, oh. you know, and just having that support, like it's, it's invaluable. And I'm sure you probably felt that too. When you're just like, oh, there's someone else who's going through the same thing and I can, you know, talk with them. And it's different being an adult here. I mean, these are young adults, but you're, they're not fully like, they yeah. haven't had life experiences. You know, they haven't fully, like, been out in the world and 
lived a life and come back to college like this is them starting their life so it's a different no definitely i when i started i started over zoom as i said and while i knew i was part of the ada community i there was like a little fuck up when we came back to campus there was no welcome event no orientation because they thought of us as returning students and not as new students and I thought that was a big problem because we were not returning students because we have never been to campus so I'm so glad that Paige set up that welcome yeah. event for y'all because that was definitely a big part for me coming here because I was so anxious and I was like where are those people and I moved on to campus so I was in a house with people but there was no event until like a week into school so I was living already with a lot of people that I didn't know so I was the person was like knocking on other doors and like hey how are you can we get food together I don't know how one card works like a one card is something that we access all the buildings with and get food and right. we were getting you know they gave me a key they're like hi welcome this is your key basically find your way to the house and that's it right so I think that was problematic coming out of the pandemic and I think that yeah. was a big mistake if there's ever a pandemic again please I, don't do that but um yeah I heard about that and yeah. that's why I'm grateful yeah definitely. because I've, I've heard your story and other people saying like how hard it was not having that so yeah yeah I think the communal part and knowing that you have other Ada's on campus and actually having faces and having met them makes the experience so much better in this did it get better oh yeah 100 percent. i mean i'm a really outgoing person so yeah. i literally like knocked on people's doors and like i met amazing people but it was just like the first instance of coming in and being like whoa i was just isolated for a year and now i'm supposed to like know everything was for me it was a lot i was definitely one of the one voicing my Right. disliking of the situation and covid was still happening so it's still yeah. like and everybody was wearing masks like now we're not wearing masks but over the whole last year people were wearing masks so there's like a distance and, and people wanted to like you know there was also fear yeah i don't know yeah. it just it felt differently so i'm it's really cool that you started your journey differently where it wasn't as tense anymore and without the mask and you had the opportunity to get to know a lot of people because also because you're living off campus right. it's a little different than if you were living on campus and you had the people around you all the time right yeah right yeah well i'm glad your journey is ending in a good like oh yeah definitely you know yeah so yeah the adas and um that support is really and you know the college really is invested in it and that is I have to say that was the one of the big motivations to come back like oh I'm old <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a thing you know you you feel less wanted the older you get in a way mm. not okay less wanted is that's a little um I'm not sure what the word is but I don't know what the word is I think do you mean like it's harder to start something new or people don't expect you to come back to college come back to college right as, yeah where yeah so it's like you know college is for young people yeah but this here this is this place that yeah. is like we want you you yeah. know that's what i'm saying like there's you have something valuable to add to this experience right as, as somebody who's non-traditionally aged exactly yeah. yeah that's exactly right 
that you're you we want what you have and the you know being accepted is like real validation like that felt really good you know to be like accepted and brought into this and you know trusted with it yeah I think also because you were just starting at Smith and I'm ending right now and I'm thinking about all the things that I have done while being at Smith even in this only year that I've been on campus I think my advice is and even though I think you're doing that but my advice to everyone is to really take advantages of opportunities that you think aren't meant for you because for example coming to Smith I'm like I'm an international student right so I was like oh studying abroad seems kind of far-fetched but I was like I would like to go somewhere else again and there was this opportunity that Smith offered where we were going to Brazil for two weeks so I went with Smith to Brazil in May and I applied to for the funding and I worked out and I was in a group of only traditional age students and there are so many opportunities that you just have to apply for and go for yeah um which i think you are but there's always more and you can always like find really cool things yeah and i'm i mean that's it's funny i am gonna try to study abroad and all my friends are like it's funny because they're like i wish i did this in college i wish i did that so i feel like i'm carrying like all my friends are like do everything yeah go to like i'm like okay i'm, I'm kind of like writing myself a little ragged because i'm like because there's so many workshops and events but yeah it's it's i i agree like i'm trying to like take it all in because there are things that i'm going to that have nothing to do with what i'm doing and i'm just going for the experience yeah i think in my first semester i went horseback riding i suddenly was sitting on a how horse do do and i was like how did i get here <laughs> and they they have an equestrian equestrian right. club and uh i was part of the field hockey team for a few days and played tennis like i i did a lot of different things <laughs> Um, Amazing. But yeah, that's. I was just thinking about that. And I think also my first semester, I tried so many different things that it narrowed down anyways after a while because I was like, I can't keep it up. What is the one thing that everybody should do? Oh, that's a good question. I think something that surprises you that you wouldn't usually do. I think that we're not saying no to something that you might not feel like doing in that moment, but just say yes. I mean... It's such a small little thing, but I remember I had a friend, a traditional student, asked me to come to like a basement party on campus, and I was like, "Huh, a basement party? What?" And I wasn't really feeling it, and I was already like out, and I was like, "Oh, let me just go," and just being in that moment, it wasn't like the greatest party I've ever been at, right? Right. But it was like an experience, just being in a space with people, and I think that just applies to anything. If you feel like trying out fencing try out fencing you know dodgeball they have all these different kind of things that you can try at once and hate it but you at least tried it out so where's the dodgeball yeah they have dodgeball and in the gym they have like i haven't even done that either and i'm like oh my god i should do dodgeball <laughs> but i tried out the swimming pool and i tried out all the other things and it doesn't have to be like physical things it can also be like a poetry reading or right. anything right but i think you know you you have the the same kind of approach where you're like trying things out anyways right and i'm trying to find all of the weird basement corridors that connect buildings like yeah. i'm trying to find all the weird rooms i haven't seen those either and i know there's like a studio where you can make like they have like 3d printers or something yeah, yeah. over in the um Hilliard, I think. There's one in Hilliard, and I think there's a design studio over at Capen. Oh, okay. 
yeah, I went to this one workshop where it was really funny because I've been walking around campus and I, you know, like to stop and drink my tea and like, you know, just have a moment and there's no place to sit. And I've been pissed off about it. And then I saw like, I, I got, I, I'm on these mailing lists and someone is doing a, I don't know, one of their thesis on like the lack of seating accessibility and it was a workshop and I was like, I'm going to go to this because it was funny because I was like just thinking this. And so I went and she was so excited that like have other people. She's, I was like, cause I was like, I was thinking about this exact thing. And she's like, had us draw up like what kind of bench we think would be really good. And y you know, it was like totally unexpected. Like I didn't yes. like ever plan to do this, but I was like, I made my, I'm like, just go to this because it was something that you actually felt like was important. And it's like, she did all this history on the 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 way that the campus has been built that it's supposed to be more of looked at and not functional like beauty mm -hmm. the aesthetic instead of the practicality yeah and it's like everybody's and they had all these pictures of people just sitting on the lawns throughout the years like there's no seating and i'm like this is this is 2022 like and there are people here with physical disabilities. Like, there should be more seating around campus. Yeah. And it was just funny. Anyway, that was, like, one thing I went to that I was, like, not planning on going. But it was... It's also, like, supporting the community. Yeah. I agree. The first thing that I noticed was that there were no trash cans on campus. Yeah, I was the, like, where are the trash cans? Am I supposed to, like, run around with my trash all day? That just, drives me crazy, too. And I don't... Do you know why? No, I don't know. I don't either. I thought it was because of the bears, because they have some Ooh. bears running around campus sometimes. But that, yeah, that could be. But I, I don't know. I think about that too. Like I, I actually think about infrastructure a lot and why like there are things, and aren't things like there's a lot of things that don't make sense. But yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, it was thank so you. Fun. I hope to get to editing soon so I can release all those fun stories, but I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And thank you for asking me. This is great. Oh, yeah, of course. Want to use my one card after you graduate? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, live recording from an unknown location. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here. Cool. Thank you.